if you suffer a cardiac arrest or you've had a heart attack, you know that it's a race against the clock, isn't it, to get medical help? A friend of mine the other day was just saying to me that his neighbour was complaining of chest pains, and he told him, "Mate, you've got to ring the you've got to ring the ambulance and get to hospital." And the bloke in his seventies, no, 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 I'll be okay, I'll be okay, I'll go on Monday. Twenty four hours later, he was dead. It's 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 so important that as soon as you think that you might have chest pains or you might be enduring a cardiac arrest, you have to ring triple zero. Don't muck around with it because the chance of survival outside of a hospital is around 10%. 10%, that's it. Now, my next guest, Stephen Esgate, he's a Blue Mountains local, and in December last year, he suffered the same problem. He started having these chest pains. So his wife, Diane, she immediately called triple zero, and paramedics... Molly and Ludwig, well, they were the first to arrive and they quickly realised that Stephen was in a bit of strife. And it is touch and go in moments like those, but thankfully, Stephen is here to tell the story today. And Stephen Esgate is on the line now. Stephen, thanks for joining us. Can you walk us through what happened? It was uh, 16th of December, Friday, and I was uh, doing some washing. Wife was working, so I do the washing. Had the sheets on the line, towels in the machine. And I came in from hanging the shoots out. I went down on one knee in the kitchen. She said, what's wrong? And I said, I've got bad chest pain. She goes, ah. Oh. I said, no, it'll be right. I'll uh, I'll just go and lay on the lounge. It'll pass. I had small chest pains for a few weeks before that. Done the same sort of thing and it passed. And I laid on the lounge and my wife came out, took one look and dialed triple O. It didn't take Ludwig and Molly very long to cover 22 Ks. They got in. Molly introduced herself. She said, what's wrong? And I told her I had very bad chest pains, 9 out of 10. Did you know what was happening, Steve? No. Did you no. think I'm having a heart attack here? Or? No, I, I just... I, I, no. No, heart attack, further thing from my mind, but... Um, Molly done a few things, and next thing I know, I think she wired me up for sound around my heart and ECG, and the next thing I know, um, according to my wife, she was there, she saw the lot. Eyes rolled back, lips went blue, and Molly said, he's having a STEMI. Mm. And they, I think Molly was at the top, I was at the bottom, they flopped me from the lounge onto the floor, they put the paddles on, and uh, my wife saw the machine flatline. Mm. Molly put the paddles on, gave me a shock. I'd done a bit of a grunt, apparently, and then Ludwig was uh, compressing, and Molly was doing something else. And lo and behold, I went again, and my wife saw the machine flatline. Molly, Molly talked everything that she'd done. She was talking to my wife, and I think in the end my wife said, Molly, don't talk to me, just save his life. And uh, Molly put a call on the radio, and I believe I had nearly every unit from Lithgow coming down the highway. But, uh, Molly got me back, and um, because I was that critical, I could not get in the chopper. If something, if my heart stopped again, there was just no room in the chopper. So, Well, it might be a good uh, time, Stephen, to, to bring in paramedic Molly Johns. She's on the line. Is she? She saved your life. Molly, g'day. 
Hi, how are you? Well, it sounds like a pretty hairy situation. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was um it was you touch and go there for a little minute, but um yeah, we got we got a really good result. Is this the stuff you train for? Yeah, it is, and it's jobs like these that are reminders of why why we do our training and you know, our further education and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, these these are the ones you really want to get right. Um, you know, all the other stuff is, is, is fairly, you know, simple, uh, straightforward stuff. But, yeah, this one this one was good. Training kicked in and, yeah, we got a great result. Any any At any point did you think that you might have lost him? Um, <clears throat> it's always in the back of your mind because, as you said, with the statistics, the, the survival rate of a out-of-hospital cardiac arrest is really low. Um, so it's in the back of your mind. Um, but, I mean, I was only talking to him minutes before he went into cardiac arrest. So it was one of those ones where I was like, oh, like we're here. You know, we, we've got the the CPR going. We're defibrillating early. We're doing all those things we're meant to do. So this is, it was in my mind like, oh, this is one we could get back. Like this is a really good chance. And Stephen, what would you like to say to Molly? Thank you. Um, what else can I say? It was the greatest Christmas present they could ever give. And, um, yeah, I suppose thanks for paying good attention in cardiac school. <laughs> <laughs> it's my pleasure, Stephen. It's, it's good to hear you so healthy and well. And how are oh. you going now, Steve? Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, it knocked me around a little bit. Uh, just uh, yeah, to, to flatline twice at home, and according to the report from Nepean Hospital, the cardiac unit down there is second to none. As far as I'm concerned, they they looked after me very well. When you saw uh, Steve, you got quite emotional there when no, you heard well, Molly's well, voice. Of course you do. Mm. The lady saved my life. Worth more money, aren't they? Mate, they are <laughs> incredible. If anyone, if anyone's listening to it and you hear or see or a paramedic siren on the road, just get out of the road because I, I didn't have much time to get from Mount Vic to a cardiac unit for a stand. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, I was uh, time was very limited. I had, a, I had another paramedic in the ambulance along with a critical care doctor from Careflight. Mm. Bones, he's uh, Bones from, his name's <laughs> Anthony from Lithgow. He was trying to talk to me, but yeah, the lights were on, but there was no one home. I was bitten on compass, but mm. as I said, I uh, 90, 95% blockage is only, only a 4% survival rate, but well, Steve, it's good to it's good to hear you well, and I'm so glad that you've been able to speak to Molly and 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 thank her. Um, but you know, it just goes to show that, geez, you have to be careful and you can't muck around with this stuff, can you? No, you can't. It knocked me rotten, knocked me right off your feet. So good on you, mate. You good on you, mate. I'll let you go, but thank you so much for your time. And Molly, an important message, isn't it? Don't muck around. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um... Any CPR is better than no CPR. So if you're ever around in this situation, you know, touch wood, you're not. But, uh, yeah, early CPR, defibrillation, call triple zero because um, you've only got one heart. You need to look mm. after it. Well done. 
Stephen Esgate, paramedic Molly Johns. I'm so grateful that both of you will be able to talk talk on our program here and, and just let everybody know that, gee whiz, it doesn't take much and your life could change in an instant. Thank you so much for your time. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Well, Stephen Esgate, fancy that. And, and the paramedics, the work they do is superhuman sometimes. And I've got so much respect for the work our ambulance officers do because not only do they not get paid enough, but what they have to confront every single day is quite remarkable. So my hat's off to anybody who's listening, if you're in an ambulance or you're a paramedic right now, because, you know, the impact that you have on people's lives, we are just so thankful for, so, so thankful for.